foundation stones of a biblical worldview is the dignity and the worth and the value of every human being. Why? Because we are made in the image of God. Because we're made in God's image. Because the Son of God gave his very life for human beings to be saved. We believe that human life is sacred in all contexts. Hi, Alex McFarland here. You're listening to the American Family Radio Network, and we've got a very special time together this morning. We're talking about uh, biblical worldview in light of current events, and we're going to start with talking about the subject about human life. And you know, the Bible has so much to say about God's love for people, and for those that know the true and living God, to advocate for the welfare of others. Uh, In fact, Psalm 82, verse 3 says, Defend the weak and the fatherless. Uphold the cause of the poor and the oppressed. Uh, Psalm 82 goes on and it says that we are to deliver people from the hand of the wicked. Verse 4, rescue the weak and the needy, deliver them from the hand of the wicked. Now, part of the reason that I'm bringing this up is uh, what's going on in the news, but also we've got a very special friend that we're going to speak with in just a minute, uh, attorney Andy Berger, that I can't wait for you to meet, that is part of the Voices Against Human Trafficking. But um, I was reading in the news this morning about the situation in the Ukraine, and of course the whole wide world uh, for two weeks now has focused on this and the Russian invasion of the Ukraine. And they estimate that at least two million refugees right now are fleeing the Ukraine into parts of Europe. 1.4 million refugees fleeing into Poland right now. And what's so sad, what's so, um, for lack of a better word, wicked, that just as Ukrainian people and many Russians that are voices of dissent that are in Russia, but people standing against Putin's war uh, are suffering, and yet the exploitation and the trafficking of human beings, especially children, continues to go on. I mean, it's bad enough to uh, abduct, enslave, and sell and traffic human beings, whether it's for uh, slave labor, pornography, sex trafficking. I mean, that's terrible enough, but when people are especially compromised in the context of of a war, fighting for their very lives to take advantage of people in such a situation, that's just doubly wicked. Now, uh, let me say before I bring our our first guest on, if you recognize my voice or my name, Alex McFarlane, it might be because of a show that's on every afternoon called Exploring the Word, heard on the American Family Radio Network, 3 to 4 p.m. Central Time, 4 to 5 p.m. Eastern Time, and across America. We are also on the AFR website and app, AFR.net. But uh, on Exploring the Word, that's a Bible teaching show. We, uh, we teach the Word of God. We take Bible questions. My co-host, Bert Harper, and my frequent associate, co-host Jim Stanley. Uh, We're on and we invite you to listen to Exploring the Word because we do need the Word of God at these times. And by the way, in the second half of the program this morning, we're going to talk about finding insight and comfort and encouragement and reassurance from God and His Word at this time. But the church, the body of believers, one of the ways that the church throughout the centuries has really shown its power, 
has been in the way that it has advocated on behalf of others. Uh, in the early church, you know, there was Jewish, Greek, and Roman persecution. And you might ask the question, how did the church survive and thrive uh, and, and go from a dozen uh, disciples, you know, running for their lives to a movement of 3,000, 5,000 people, and then within uh, a, num- a short number of decades, the church had become the dominant force in the civilized world. How did that happen? Well, you might say uh, because of the truth of the gospel, uh, that the tomb is empty and Christ is alive, and that is true. But uh, twice Pulitzer-nominated historian Rodney Stark says, uh, and rightly so, and others I could name, even uh, four decades ago, Will Durant, one of the great historians of America, documented this. Yes, the church grew, and the church would thrive because of the reality of the empty tomb and the gospel. But the church became the dominant positive magnetic cultural force because of their ethic of human life and their ethic of family. And we can do it again, and I believe we must. And many have said that the 21st century is in some ways analogous to the first century in that Christianity and morality are marginalized, kind of pushed to the side, don't have a lot of cultural cachet. How do we get that back? How do we become a cultural force again, well, yes, the gospel is true, and we're called to preach the truth of Jesus, and the Holy Spirit is with us. But part of what I think God wants us to do and what God will use is when the the church, the Bible believers of every strata, once again become a champion for family and a champion for life. Well, somebody who is doing that is uh, the founder of VoicesAgainstTrafficking.com, VoicesAgainstTrafficking.com, Andy Berger, attorney, Andy Berger. She is, herself is a survivor of abuse. She's an advocate for the uh, others, a human being, and uh, human beings, and uh, actually, I'm looking at some of her colleagues and associates on the website Voices Against Trafficking, one of whom we interviewed at NRB last week, Mary uh, Bauden, uh, founder of Dance Awareness, No Child Exploited. But I want to bring on Andy Berger right now and um, just talk about this very important subject of advocating for others. So, um, attorney Andy Berger, thanks for holding and welcome to the American Family Radio Network. Well, thank you, Alex. It's a true uh, honor to be on the show today. Well, well, thank you. And uh, uh, if you don't mind me asking, where are you calling in from? I am calling in from Redmond, Oregon, outside of Bend, Oregon, which is in the center of the state. On the West Coast, uh, getting up pretty early to be on national radio. So I thank you, because uh, here on the East Coast, it's uh, mid-morning, but where you are, it's early morning. <laughs> That's okay. Nothing nothing is more important than speaking God's Word and His hope in this situation. Exactly, exactly. You know what? Um, it, really, um, the Ukraine, there are so many things we could say, but uh, it is a, in many ways a humanitarian crisis. But the, uh, the crimes against fellow human beings were, were going on 
in force even before this um, front page news item. Uh, I want to ask you, how long have you been, you know, really devoting your energies and abilities to the subject of uh, the welfare of others, and, and what led you into this type of work, Andy? Sure. Well, to the first point, uh, it's been close to 20 years. Uh, my husband and I established a shelter to rescue at-risk homeless teens out here in Central Oregon, although uh, kids came from all over the country, actually. And so we assisted or rescued approximately 300 kids and housed them and put many through college. And so we wanted to reintegrate these precious, precious innocents back into community uh, because, you know, that's what God desires so that they can pursue their, their purpose and hope. And then that became the mustard seed for Voices Against Trafficking. And um, you're right. I have a very personal calling, a personal passion uh, to advocate for the voiceless because at one time I didn't have a voice uh, from six months to 17 years old. I was trafficked by immediate and extended family members back before there was a term for that uh, in the early 60s and 70s. Uh, from six months to 17 years old, that's, that's a long time. It is a very long time. And, you know, the, the, the great thing, although some people may not see it that way, is that uh, I was... I was never alone. You know, God was there, but it took uh, my first suicide attempt at the age of five years uh, for him to meet me directly, and he did as I sat on the curb of my house waiting for a car to be going by fast enough because, you know, my birth mother said, I can take you out anytime I want, and I felt if I was dead, then, you know, at least I'd be at peace and no one would touch me or hurt me or use me, but no car came by. And as I looked into that huge blue sky, Alex, you know, God, I heard this voice, which I knew was God, uh, even though I didn't have an introduction to him officially, like at church. And he said, this is not the plan I have for you. Suicide is not the answer. And for some reason, I believed that. And so I went up to my garage and I basically said, uh, I will do whatever you call me to do if you keep me alive. You, now, you know, obviously, there is a lot of pain. <laughs> uh, a Andy, your your story is, is so moving. It, it really is. So even apart from church and apart from an overt witness of the gospel, you knew the Lord was calling out to you as a child. I did. That voice was just compelling, and it was gentle, and it was, uh, I'm here, because the sky was so big, Alex, you know, and I thought there's got to be someone, maybe somebody made it, maybe someone was bigger, and in that moment, that's when that voice in my heart spoke, and I, I trusted it. When you're abused from infancy up, uh, do you ever really, really get over it and move beyond it? No. Um, you do find a new normal. You do receive transformation through, you know, the blood of Christ and the grace of God, if that's mm -hmm. what you choose. Uh, and the healing, it was very painful, but uh, healing is worth it. A lot of folks just don't want to go through that process, and I get that. But for me, it was a choice to live forward, to see if there was something that I could do. I just really wanted to be loved, you know, from someone, anyone. 
and that didn't happen in that situation. Victims have a life sentence, whether it's one incident of, say, a sexual assault or it's one instance of, of abuse, there is always that lifelong, um, I don't want to say tar in the shoe, but uh, even if you release that, you know, through grace, uh, you always know that that predator is out there until they're either dead or they're locked up for life. Um, we've got a break in just a second, and I want to drill down uh, deeply into this subject matter. But before we pull away for a brief break, uh, Andy, give the website and, and explain, if you would, what Voices Against Trafficking uh, is all about. Absolutely. VoicesAgainstTrafficking.com. You'll find helplines and hotlines and all kinds of things on that site. What we did is we became a hub so that all the spokes of our wheels, so to speak, our individuals, corporations, everybody that wants to collectively become a stronger voice and make a greater impact against this evil of 21st century slavery, which is human trafficking. Sure. VoicesAgainstTrafficking.com. You know, no doubt there are people listening with an audience of this size that have been abused in some way, verbally, physically, yeah. sexually abused. Um, I meet a lot of people, some seem to, and we know in the Lord Jesus Christ, I mean, there's healing. There's, there's healing, restoration. God can forgive the years the locust has eaten, Joel 2.25. But Absolutely. So, why do some people thrive and some people even though they're, they're saved, they're Christians, but they still, they, they can't emotionally seem to find a place of thriving. Um, when we come back, let's talk about the difference between merely existing and thriving. May we do that? Yes, absolutely. And again, uh, Andy Berger of Voices Against Trafficking, your website is? VoicesAgainstTrafficking.com VoicesAgainstTrafficking.com Okay, folks, stay tuned. Alex McFarland here. Uh, this is the American Family Radio Network. We're talking about standing up for fellow human beings, the dignity, the worth, the value of all human beings, and even more importantly, the salvation, the restoration, the healing and wholeness that we have in the Lord Jesus Christ. Stay tuned. We're back after this brief break with Andy Berger. Judy Goodell and her husband set up a charitable gift annuity through the AFA Foundation. What we love about it is that it represents stewardship principles that we feel strongly about. So we got very, very excited about this opportunity. With a charitable gift annuity through the AFA Foundation, an AFA supporter can guarantee a permanent monthly income, as well as supporting the American Family Association for years to come. We do feel convicted about really praying about all that God has really blessed us with. And so many people we know just want to leave it all to their kids. And we know the danger of that. And so, we just are really just trying to pray through it, and God gave us great confirmation as we prayed that this would be a good use of the Lord's money. Find out if a charitable gift annuity is right for you at 800-326-4543, extension 345, or email foundation at afa.net. What will take place during the tribulation? Do Christians need to fear it? And what will the Antichrist do during his reign? 
This week on Pathway to Victory, Dr. Robert Jeffress answers those questions and more as he continues his series called Perfect Ending. Find out what will happen during the end times this week on Pathway to Victory with Dr. Robert Jeffress. Weekday mornings at 6 Central on American Family Radio. Here's Pastor Jeff Shree with From His Heart Ministries. Do you have anything difficult in your life? Something that's facing you right now that is just too difficult for you? It may be impossible. For you, it's not impossible for him. And he wants to do a miracle in your life today. Find real hope when you discover the power of Christ. Join Pastor Jeff Shreve on From His Heart, weeknights at 6 Central, here on American Family Radio. The following are real-life stories from Trinity Debt Management. My story begins with debt, a lot of debt. I used my credit cards as a source of income. It was not a good situation. I couldn't pay my bills. The interest on the cards was really high. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-788-1813. I initially was scared to call, and immediately I felt relieved. They contacted all of our creditors, and they put us on a plan for success. Trinity will consolidate your accounts into one easy-to-manage monthly payment, reduce your interest, and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands. I've been able to pay off close to $15,000. We're doing a lot better. Please pick up the phone and see how affordable and easy it is to pay off your debt. It's a godsend. We're debt-free for keeps. Call Trinity at 1-800-788-1813. That's 1-800-788-1813. The Word of God says in Proverbs 31, 8 and 9, Open your mouth for the mute, for the rights of all who are destitute. Open your mouth, judge righteously, defend the rights of the poor and needy. That's only one of many scriptures, the Proverbs 31, 8 and 9. I mentioned Psalm 82, 3 and 4. But one of many scriptures where the Word of God tells us to advocate for others. And I know the Great Commission, we're to preach the gospel, make disciples of all nations. Absolutely. But one of the ways over the last 2,000 years, one of the ways that the church has distinguished itself and really shown the value of, of what we are as a cultural force has been in the way that the followers of the Lord Jesus Christ have advocated for others. We've got on the phone right now Andy Berger, uh, and we're talking about uh, human dignity and standing up for uh, the rights of others. You know, um, I all in that first segment was just calling you by your first name, uh, Andy, which, um, forgive me if I'm, uh, you're an attorney, you're the the leader of the Voices Against Trafficking, so uh, appreciate you being with us. But, uh, Ms. Ms. Berger, we know the gospel is true, uh, the, the resurrection of Jesus, but to a watching world that doesn't necessarily believe in the Bible or believe in Jesus, um, when we engage in ministry that radically saves and changes the lives of other human beings, uh, we show the validity and the relevancy of our gospel. Uh, it's true because Jesus rose, but for a skeptical world, that's that's not necessarily enough sometimes to convince people. But when we when we give our lives to help save the lives of others, well, that's that's undeniably powerful, isn't it? 
Yes, it is. And and, and please call me Andy. I, I have no apologies necessary. Um, yes, that definitely is because I come across all kinds of uh, community members, whether they're the same culture, different culture, different socioeconomic backgrounds, all of that. And I look at each of them as the, uh, a heart, you know, that can be touched, that can be transformed, that could be redeemed, or that at the very least could become more aware that there are good people, uh, that, you know, God does have, you know, great messengers, you know, in this life. Uh, and, and a lot of victims, sadly, are hurt by church people, you know, are hurt by people that claim to be religious or spiritual. So we we have a lot to fight against. And um, actually, Alex, I think one of the biggest myths, yes, is that, oh, well, these kids are on the street because they choose to be, or someone who gets into, um, you know, the oldest profession in the world, you know, chooses to do that. And that's not necessarily true. It may be true for a portion of the population, but that's not true for the ones that are running from the things that are even more hurtful uh, to the streets, to somebody that says, hey, I'll give you a, a place to sleep and something to eat. And then in a couple of days, things turn around and the predators are much more uh, smart than most of us would be at this point. So again, you know, advocating for those that are truly trapped in a slavery situation. Um, and you mentioned, you know, what makes the difference? Um, I didn't really know for a lot of years. I'm not sure that I still know, but what, what I do believe is that there's a choice for every victim. Uh, mm-hmm. And in my case, it was very primal when I was young. If I live, I win. If I die, the evil people win, and I never wanted to be like them. So I chose every moment of every day to keep moving, uh, to keep uh, trying to do something that I felt would please God or that would be useful or that would be helpful to others who had suffered because I didn't know any different. And Uh, um, that's, you know, what I chose. uh, Speaking of choice... Um, I've met people as as a pastor and speaker and counselor. I've met a lot of people that have gone through uh, various uh, experiences of abuse. Some heal, some some seem to not heal, and uh, a lot Mm -hmm. of you know very uh, toxic cycles of behavior uh, become you know just ingrained in, in the lives of people that uh, can be bitter, can engage in self-harm, and it's very sad, very sad. What is the difference? And and I'm talking Christians here. I'm talking about people who, you know, have a relationship with the Lord. But some seem to be able to move on and thrive and minister to others, and some get into a dark spiral that just seems unbreakable. What's, What's the difference, Andy? I believe that uh, a couple of things. One would be trust. We either trust that God is who he says he is, or we don't. There's no halfway point because you're you're on the fence that way, which means you can go either way. You can choose self-medication or poor relationships or uh, blaming God for everything. I knew at a very early age, uh, somehow, some way again, God interceded when I was three or four. And, and I was aware that God had given every human free will. They can do three things. They can do good. They can do evil. They can do nothing. Two of those are not good. And so uh, I believe that maybe those who do not choose to go forward, 
uh, have other uh, issues, whether it's uh, family situations or their their fear of being seen as something less. You know, as a victim, you feel like it was your fault. You feel like you're yesterday's garbage. That can't possibly be of value to anyone else. And so, again, trust that God is who he is. He is Abba Daddy. He loves his children, and he cries, and he hurts for all of this when it happens to us. The second thing is we have to do our part. We have to seek out qualified healing, whether it's counseling or, um, you know, mentorship by by someone who's maybe been down that road before. Um, But then we also, a third thing is we need the support of churches and of, of community groups that are healthy for victims, for people who have suffered. Uh, when I married my husband, two of the best things that he ever said and that we've uh, said to our kids that we've rescued is, I don't understand everything you've been through, but I will always be here and I will never leave you. Well, isn't mm-hmm. that what God does? He's always here. He never leaves us. And yet he has that healing. And I'm still healing six decades later. I still deal with a little PTSD, but because I pursue his relationship. I pursue a love relationship with God and with Jesus, and and I pursue that um, that goal of being everything I can possibly be for the kingdom. That is a driving force. Because think about it; it'd be easier to talk about Betty Crocker recipes than to do what I do. But that's not my <laughs> yeah, that's calling. True. <laughs> th- th- that's true. And, and I, I commend. And, I, I and just that's want a to choice. Say, I, I commend you for um, not staying in your comfort zone and just, you know, taking life easy, but you're you're working and you're doing a vital work. I'm going to encourage people to go to the website, VoicesAgainstTrafficking.com, and uh, look at, at what they're doing on behalf of, of other uh, fellow human beings. Uh, one last question, and we've got to visit again sure. soon, I, I hope. But what can churches do? Because listening right now, we've got people um, of all, you know, rural, urban, uh, big church, small church, communities throughout North America. How can churches begin to um, be aware and intervene? And like you say, you were, you've been involved in the rescue of 300 young people and more, but uh, how do people and churches begin to start engaging in this kind of ministry? Well, first, we have to acknowledge the elephant in the room that that says, even though we're a church, if there are victims, there are predators, and guess what? They go to church, too, and they go to schools and other places. The second thing is, I think possibly there are a lot of church leaders that don't know how to approach this topic without terrifying their their congregations or their audiences, and that's why uh, I speak wherever any church will have me, whether it's virtually or in person if I can. I'll speak to any place that wants to know the truth and wants to know uh, about a path to healing. I've had some remarkable experiences and encounters, uh, you know, with God healing me. And so we want to be able to bring that to the congregations. And the third thing is we need to inspire action, which is part of what Voices Against Trafficking does. We have quarterly forums that are free on Facebook and and YouTube, and our next one is March 30th. People can get a lot of information and perspective. We invite people to join us in being part of the solution. So again, churches and community groups can certainly 
uh, get the information from, say, an organization like ours, and we can guide and help them uh, reach their populations because there are a bunch of hurting people in every pew every Sunday, every Wednesday night, and we need to let them know that they're welcome. It's not their fault that we care and we're willing to listen, even if we don't understand what has happened to them, but we want to be there for them. And I think we've lost a lot of that in some of our, our church settings. And, and you know, the church, as, as much as I love content and data, you know, as a, as a writer and speaker, and, you know, we, we preachers love the message. But, you know, I read Matthew 10, 42 about giving a cup of cold water in Jesus's name. It's not just about the... Yeah. the the audible proclamation of a message, but it's tangible action to get involved in the lives of people. And, uh, you know, when, Andy, I think about this, Galatians 5 talks about the fruits of the Spirit, and it says, against such there is no law. And I was reading a commentary one time, and I wanted to find out, you know, what does that phrase mean, against such there is no law? And um, one commentary I was reading said, "Um, look, you can't argue with it. When you've got a changed life, you've got positive outcomes, you've got this tangible difference that Jesus has made, um, the lost world really can't argue against that. And in the context of ministry today, I mean, we've got this message, and it's a true message. Jesus is risen. That's true. But when we are saving the lives of people and bettering the human condition, well, well, even a skeptical world can't very well argue against that, can they? No, they can't. And we are non-political, non-religious, and, and yet we have members from both sides of Congress. We have different countries that are, you know, starting to, you know, want to know what we do and how we do it and support us. So the world is noticing because God chooses that. He has a master plan for all of this. But like you mentioned earlier, we have got to work harder at protecting not just the dignity of our children, but the value of our children and that they should know they have a purpose and worth worth protecting and fighting for. And so collectively, if we do that, Alex, can you imagine what the change would be? Amen. Amen. Well, God bless you, Andy Berger of VoicesAgainstTrafficking.com. Thank you for your time today. Uh, may, may God bless you and prosper you in, in your work, and I look forward to when we can talk again soon. That would be great. I would enjoy that. And thank you so much to all your listeners. So have a blessed day. Well, thank you so much. And folks, you're listening to the American Family Radio Network. Alex McFarland here this hour. We're talking about a number of things. You know, the news headlines this morning uh, are talking about uh, what's going on in the Ukraine. Maybe up to 4 million refugees will be pouring into Ukraine. uh, Poland in the in the next few days, and they're saying that right now the 1.4 million refugees that are trying to flee, uh, just Poland alone, there's at least a 60-hour wait, and uh, Hungary, uh, Moldova, Slovakia, Romania, right now at least a half million Ukrainians trying to get into each of these countries. It's a, it's a situation that's very sad. Uh, but last night on the news, they were talking about, and this does uh, relate to the next topic and the next guest that I want to bring on, uh, the world is on edge, leaders uh, on edge, as we might be, uh, well, we're absolutely in danger of a nuclear war, but uh, could you imagine, could you imagine, um, and 
people are speculating, you know, a week ago they were saying, could this escalate into World War III? And now people are asking, uh, are we in World War III, whether we know it or not? I was talking to somebody from um, Ben Shapiro's organization yesterday, uh, and they're, they're preparing headlines about World War III because it just might be de facto that we are in World War III. Well, people are on edge. People are uh, apprehensive, understandably so. And right now, I want to talk with Russ Jones about prayer. And uh, Russ, thanks for thanks for holding because when when the world is afraid, and and rightly so, understandably so. Uh, and people, I mean, there there are a lot of ways people try to cope with stress and fear, uh, but the best way that we can uh, make it through these times is to turn to the Lord and pray. And you've got a, a an app that we're going to talk about regarding that. But Russ Jones, I want to thank you for holding and welcome you to the American Family Radio Network. Well, good morning, Alex. Great to be with you. Well, great to be with you. I saw you last week at National Religious Broadcasters. Appreciate the work you do. Um, Listen, I want to get into this topic, but uh, give people a little uh, snapshot of of yourself, if you would, and and what you're doing. Well, Alex, uh, as a 30-year media veteran in the uh, Christian space, uh, I am in a season of my life where uh, I'm working in the tech space and the app space. Uh, at Abide Christian Meditation and Sleep App, started by two former Google employees, uh, Christians living in Silicon Valley, and um, uh, very familiar with uh, the American Family Radio audience, as I used to produce Tony Perkins' national radio show. But Alex, you're absolutely right. People are stressed out, and the news is is not helping. You know, at Abide... um, we help put to sleep about 150,000 people every single night who struggle with a variety of sleep disorders. And Ukraine is on there. That It's on their list. They're worried about uh, World War III. They're worried about uh, all kinds of issues that are causing them to lose sleep. And as, as we all know, we're not very effective servants if we aren't rested. we got to get rest. Stay tuned. Hold that thought, Russ. Russ Jones of the Abide Sleep app. We're going to talk about prayer, trusting in Christ, and the peace of God, which gives us rest. Stay tuned. Alex McFarland here. We're going to be back right after this. AFR programming is now available on Alexa. You're joking, right? Nope, not joking. Seriously? Yep, this is not a drill. Wait a minute. No way. There's a way. The Alexa way. So if you just happen to miss your favorite shows, no worries. You can now listen to each podcast with Alexa. It's simple and it's free. Just visit AFR.net forward slash apps and click Alexa. We're not joking. When you hear this. This is American Family News. You know what follows is the truth. Your news from a Christian perspective. Hundreds of teachers are going to have to walk into that school building and they are forced to swallow political ideology that in many cases violates their very faith and conscience. If you miss it at the top of the hour, American Family News podcasts are available at AFN.net and sign up for our daily news brief at AFN.net. 
In churches, and a lot of churches today, the issue of identity is sort of like the big elephant in the room. It's in the news, but it's not in the church. So if it's in society, it needs to be something the churches are addressing. In His Image, delighting in God's plan for gender and sexuality is now available for church screenings and events. Every person in America needs to see this. And all pastors need to show this to the church, get the people informed. If the church and Jesus isn't the answer, where's the world going? We want the message of the film to touch as many hearts and lives as possible. And we'd love to join with you to bring the film to your community. So let's say you have a small group or your church, or we've even been bringing the film into some prisons. We want to partner with you. So what we'll do is we'll send you a special kit and it's completely free and it'll just have some extra resources to help you promote your event. To find out more about how to host an event, go to inhisimage.movie and click on the host an event tab. That's inhisimage.movie. Let's see, if something costs less, but people are happier with it, that sounds like something to look into, and that's MediShare. Maybe you've heard switching to MediShare to pay for health care can save the typical family 500 bucks a month, and that's huge. But it's also true that people are way more satisfied after making the switch, too. The customer satisfaction rate for MediShare is double that of the typical health insurance plan. Double. MediShare works. It's been around for more than a quarter century, and members have shared more than $3 billion of each other's bills. People love having telehealth and a huge nationwide PPO network. So, yeah, you can save a ton and like it better. Imagine being happy with how you're taking care of your health care. So if you're self-employed or part of the gig economy or you just want to plan you're happy with, you can call right now and get a price within two minutes. A very, very smart use of two minutes. Here's the number you need. 833-44-BIBLE. That's 833-44-BIBLE. 833-44-BIBLE. Welcome back to the American Family Radio Network. Alex McFarland here. We're talking with Russ Jones of the Abide Prayer Meditation Relaxation Christian app. Hey, before we resume our conversation with Russ, I want to remind everybody of some special things coming up. Uh, I'm going to be at the Cove, the Billy Graham Training Center in Western North Carolina, July 8 through 10, teaching through the book of First. Peter, a lot of biblical worldview and apologetics, and if you've ever been to the Cove, you know it's amazing. The website is thecove.org. I would love for you to be there. It uh, pretty much always fills up, and we have a great time getting into the Word of God. Uh, This summer especially, I'm going to be really talking about apologetics and knowing how to stand up for your Christian faith and do it effectively. But the other thing, now listen to this, and please be in prayer for this. July 17th through 22nd, uh, just outside of Raleigh, North Carolina, my home state of Raleigh, we've got our annual summer youth camp. The theme is Unashamed, Building Your Biblical Worldview. Now this camp, that we, we've done it for 24 years, um, all over America, California, Texas, uh, Georgia. It just so happens this summer I'm going to be in my home state of North Carolina, uh, but it's for middle school and high schoolers. Now, we've got probably about 20 slots left, maybe 20 middle schoolers, 20 high schoolers. Uh, but here's what we're going to talk about. For one thing, we're going to be talking about what does it mean to be a, a disciple? How, what does it mean to have a relationship with the Lord Jesus? But we, we also talk about America. Because listen, folks, we don't want the United States of America to become 
a socialist, Marxist, progressive, uh, you know, communist country. And so we talk about God and country. The theme, Unashamed, Building Your Biblical Worldview, you can go to my website, which is alexmcfarland.com. Now, hey, all the fun camp stuff, ropes course, horseback riding, swimming, fishing, it's all there. Uh, The camp we've rented is called The Refuge. It's wonderful, phenomenal. Uh, Great food, great fellowship, but biblical worldview. And if all of this wasn't enough, guess who's going to be there too? Will and Mickey Addison. Oh my goodness, Will and Mickey are amazing. We've done many, many events with them over the years, and they are heard daily on the American Family Radio Network. It's going to be phenomenal July 17th through 22nd. I say this about youth camp and our apologetics, biblical worldview youth camps. Invest a week that will count for a lifetime. I hope you and your youth group and the teens in your life will be there. Uh, But right now we're talking with Russ Jones of the Abide app. Russ, during the break, I went on the uh, store with my mobile device. I'm downloading this app even as we speak. And I love one of the... uh, things that says quiet your mind because i got to tell you uh, i'm i'm a believer the lord jesus is uh very real in my life and there's some nights i can't even turn off my brain and go to sleep uh this app is helping people do that isn't it it is and what's amazing is uh we are trying to redeem the very technology that may be causing some of that disturbance in our life we are so connected, either via our phone or our laptop. How often, Alex, do you see a number come up on your phone or a text, and you want to talk to that person, but maybe your bandwidth is stretched at the moment. You're thinking about something else, and, and, and you send them to the voicemail, not because you don't want to talk to them, but you just have got so much going on that you, you want to save that conversation for a time when you can really engage. So at Abide, what we what we see is a growing number of people that are are stressed out. Guess what the some of the key words are when they search on the app? Uh, Fear, worry, and anxiety. Mm. Th- those are the three main key words that people are looking for relief from. And and some of the users here may wonder, well, is even is meditation even biblical? Let me say this, that Christian meditation is to be solely on the Word of God. Let's get that straight. And what it reveals about Him and His work. We hear this in Psalm 77. And in in the Old Testament, we hear about meditating on God way before Buddha was even born, like 500 words, 500 years. Yet often there there are biblical ideals that get hijacked by the culture. So I, I just want to press in here and say, we need to give our to- uh, ourselves more time to be still and to remove the clutter that is overtaking uh, the bandwidth in our own brain and sure. our own heart. And that doesn't mean that we, we're not politically astute, but we've got to put some guardrails on how much time we're we're giving some of these um, situations in our life that may, frankly, as you know, there are some things that give energy and there's other things that take energy away. 
Exactly. Yeah, you know, Russ, when you talk about meditating on the Lord, I, I'm glad you bring this up. But this this is not some new age, you know, transcendental meditation or something like that. But uh, think about this: Isaiah 26:3, very famously. I love the way the King James renders it: "Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on Thee." And the wording there really means for our focus to be steadfast on the Lord, and it really means uh, rest, R-E-S-T. God will keep us in perfect peace when our mind rests in Jesus. Uh, Who is the Lord? How, How much does He love us? What has He done in our life? What is He doing in our life? Now, when we're focusing on Jesus and His presence in our life, that's the kind of meditation that that fills and restores our soul, isn't it? Exactly right. And and what's happening in this culture today is that that process you just so well explained is, is disrupted by any number of factors. Why do we like the older TV programs like Mayberry RFD and the Beverly Hillbillies? Well, who doesn't want to live in Mayberry? Yeah. And does Mayberry even exist? It certainly was closer several decades ago than it is today. Uh, we just finally joined the church where we live here in Oxford, Mississippi, because it's been so difficult to connect. People are so busy, Alex, as you know, that that uh, just very basic uh, ways of doing life together aren't present. And at Abide, we see that just this morning. I, I was reading a user comment from somebody that felt suicidal. And uh, and then I see other um, comments here praying for Ukraine. And as we're talking here, Alex, I think we would be remiss. Let's not just keep Ukraine in our prayers, but let's keep Russia in our prayers. Is that politically incorrect oh, to say that? Yeah. I mean, God and, can uh, change the hearts of anybody, and we see it throughout Scripture. So let's just not be kind of biased in who we're praying for, but let's let's make sure that we press in to to all the uh, players uh, on the world stage that that God would would use them, change them, and, and Jesus, please come. <laughs> and 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 especially like the voices of dissent in Russia, and um, I'm sure you probably saw the person who um, you know walked onto a news set yesterday in Russia and held up a, a sign protesting the war, and I thought, oh my goodness, you know, that, that person's uh, probably going to disappear and never be seen again. So, yet we do. As much as we're praying for uh, Ukraine, we're praying for the Russians as well. Uh, but uh, this, how can people find the Abide app, Russ? Right, well, the uh, app can be found on the App Store or Google Play, just depending on if you have an iPhone or an Android. And you can also find us and follow us on YouTube. Um, here's the ir- irony. We're using all these social media platforms that, that people are engaged in. We, we will have a million people on our sleep channel by the end of the year. And people are finding us on YouTube, and they'll lay in bed, and, and they'll uh, fall asleep to our delightful sleep stories. Uh, <laughs> people in our business, Alex, get fired for pe- uh, putting people to sleep, but as a body, <laughs> we, we are delighted that we are helping people find comfort. And, and what's amazing about it is that we're using God's Word, the comforting... And, and, and I want to say this, too. Yeah. Uh, folks, if you're just tuning in, and I'm talking with Russ Jones of uh, 
the the Abide app, and I'm 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 on the app right now, and it's it's wonderful. But I want to say this: I've read your statement of faith, um, and it is thoroughly thoroughly Christian. And I'm so glad the Nicene Creed, you know, three great creeds of Christendom that all believers, Protestant, Catholic, Orthodox, you know, the Apostles' Creed, the Creed of Athanasius, and the Nicene Creed that give us the biblical God, the Trinity, Jesus, uh, the incarnate uh, Son of God, God the Son, who gave his life, uh, born of the Virgin Mary, sinless, rose from the dead. Um, your your statement of faith is thoroughly biblical, and I appreciate you putting that way out front and, and being very vocal about who you are as believers, uh, as we are. So I commend you for your fidelity to biblical orthodoxy. Well, thank you, and, and that means a lot to us. Uh, on the app, I'll say, we stay out of politics, we stay out of... Uh social issues. It's all about Jesus, all about scripture. It's, it's all about giving people a platform. And the way we see it, Alex, there's plenty of other places where people can get that information and engage in that. So we want to stay away from that, but we are committed to being biblically sound in our, in our theology and our doctrine. And uh, I have surrounded myself with a team of amazing writers and voiceover talent that believe every word they're writing and, and mm-hmm. that's really important to us uh, when when did the app launch it's been about seven years ago now two former google employees they wanted to take the knowledge that they had at google but yet they felt a void in their own life and and they wanted to take that knowledge into the faith-based uh, christian media space so hey that's a victory for us and we've grown so much that Alex, in November, an organization by the name of Guidepost purchased us. So now we're part of the Guidepost family, who is a 75-plus-year-old um, print organization and wanting to get into the tech space themselves. So now we're part of that family. And, and, and what we see is the technology is really where people are. And, mm-hmm. and we've found ways to use this technology for his glory. And, and we're doing daily meditations. It's not just sleep. You can start your day with a daily meditation and, and end your evening, end your day with a sleep story and also delightful children's content. Um, are most of your users um, individuals or have you had, you know, like whole churches? We've um, had a few churches it, that have come on board and, and uh, mostly individuals. Uh, and mostly here in the states, but we have users in some 200 uh, countries. So that that's pretty exciting. Mostly English-speaking countries, and uh, what what we see is people of all stripes, as you can imagine. The, the body of Christ is very diverse, and we see that on the app. Well, with with the news, and uh, we've only got a, a couple of minutes left, Russ, but. Uh, with all the news going on in the world, and besides war, uh, the nuclear threat, there's inflation, uh, no end in sight for uh, inflation and the the yeah. economy. Um, what word do you have for people that are, you know, <laughs> the news of the day just is, is very unsettling. Russ Jones of the Abide app, give us a word of peace and reassurance uh, from the Lord here, if you would. Well, Joshua was commanded to meditate on God's Word 
day and night in order to have a godly success in his endeavors. We see that in Joshua 1.8. And David speaks to, of his love for uh, to meditate on, on, on the law. So the Bible also mentions that people just pressing into the Lord. We hear about King David that loved God with his whole heart. And that's where our truth is. Our truth is in God's Word. Uh, and and that's what we need to know that we can trust. When we may have lots of questions about what's going on in the world, God's Word does not fail. Just remember that in, in these times of turbulent waters. So, Alex, I'm so thankful to be with you. I'm excited to hear what you're doing. I've never been to the Cove, but if I was listening, I would want to. So here, here's a word. Uh, the Cove and Camp with, with Dr. Alex McFarland, where you can go and, and hear truth. So, oh uh, well, that, you're, you're very gracious. <laughs> you're very gracious. By the way, my travel schedule, which is really full, I've I've got a, a college event at the end of this month in Texas. I've got a college event uh, in April in Tennessee. Plus, uh, I'm in a different church almost every weekend. But my own website is alexmcfarland.com. John sixteen thirty three. Jesus said, "In this world, you will have tribulation." It's just part of life in a fallen world. But the Lord said, be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Russ Jones of the Abide app, thanks very much. I, I, I downloaded the app while we've been on the air right now, so I'm, I'm experiencing the blessings of this already. Folks, you are listening to the American Family Radio Network. I would encourage you to familiarize yourself with the great ministries of the American Family Association. Their website, AFR.net, Station Finder, Archive Shows. Their magazine, the AFA Journal, is also known as The Stand. It's amazing, proclaiming the gospel, equipping you to stand strong in these times. God bless you. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you soon on AFR. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.